Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is Chris and Rod here with another episode of Should I Play That? What's going on, Rod? How you doing, my man? I am doing especially well right now. You can probably hear me smiling through the microphone because we are on episode number 10. Yes, this is 10 weeks of consistency, 10 weeks of just having fun, playing games, and just just living life just yeah. doing a thing i, I was gonna say you know quality too. 10 weeks of quality you know quality. Maybe, maybe nine maybe nine but you know <laughs> but yeah so 10 weeks huge milestone for us uh definitely want to shout out everyone that's been following us mm-hmm. shout out to the people that are like um uh checking us out on all of the platforms facebook uh uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, oh, and Anchor. Can't forget Anchor. about y'all. But um, ten weeks. That's, that's some good stuff. And guess what? To uh, to help exemplify that this is a special episode, we have a special guest, a very special mm-hmm. guest, a a OG Media Beast member. From back in the day, like, this is going all the way back. This is almost yep. 10 years in the making. Mm. We got James Green the third. What's going on, my brother? Yo! What's going on, everybody? <laughs> oh, I had to bring some energy in here. I am yes. so excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me back onto the show. Um, really good to hear you guys again. I know we ain't in the same room, but we're working on it. We'll mm-hmm. get a studio one day. Um, yeah, way things are going, man. Yeah. One step at a time. But uh, what's going on, everybody? In case you do not know, my name is James Green, a.k.a. Skullade, a.k.a. Ibombe! I made that one up. I like it, though, and we're going to keep it. We're going to keep uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, Glad to be here. Episode 10. This is crazy. Yep. Congratulations so, to you guys. Thank man. you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, we're just going to keep this ball moving. Um, If you don't, if this is the first time you guys are checking this out, should I play that is, you know, promptly name. It's a gaming podcast, if you didn't get it by the name or the icon. But we talk about things that are happening in the gaming industry, talk about, um, I don't know, just just anything just gaming-related. Sometimes I might branch out past that, but it's mostly gaming. Whatever you feel like talking about, honestly. But anyways, you can catch us on, I already said, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor FM. Um, once again, if you don't see us on your podcast platform of choice, let us know in the comments. Uh, we'll, you know, find our way to make it there and, uh, also review, go ahead and send us a review, drop five stars, uh, you know, leave some, some nice encouraging words, or just let us know, you know, if there's something that you want to say, improve on, fix, or anything, any type of feedback is appreciated. And we thank you guys. But what we like doing is starting off the show, just doing a quick recap of the week of what we've been playing for the past week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with our special guest. Yo, James. All right. What you been playing? Oh, what I've been playing. Okay, so I'm going to hit you with a quick overview because it's been a couple of things. Um, I've been playing a bit of Smash Bros. Just because it's Smash Bros. And Joker came out recently, so we got to get our hands on him and see how things are going. Really interesting character. Um, pretty mid-tier, I feel, without his persona, without Arson, but when Arson comes out, everyone runs from you. <laughs> but legitimately, that's just the counterplay to Arson. Now, you just kind of run for the 30 seconds he's out, because he adds so much damage onto Joker's combos. 
Um, the stage is fantastic. The music, of course, is Persona music, so that's great. But um, skipping over Smash Bros, because everybody's playing Smash Bros right now. I finally hit a piece of my backlog. Really excited about. Uh, started out The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Mm, um, excellent, excellent franchise. Yes, yes. I've, I've been told to play this game for years. My boy Josh, you know, Kronos Raikou, he um, vouches for this game every chance he gets. <laughs> so I finally sat down one day and started in man. Like, it's just been a ride. How, how, uh, how far are you into the game? Um, let me see. I have just finished helping out Triss. So okay. I don't know how far that is, but I'm on I'm on series trail. Okay. Is that like ten hours? I would say so. I'm about okay. what level am I now? I'm like level thirteen, something like that. But I was gonna oh, say yeah. I was gonna say how long has your has your beard grown? That's the real question. <laughs> I just got it cut, man. I went and got a haircut, added the nice shave sides with the ponytail, oh. and I went with the mutton chops on the side, trying something okay. a little different. Nice. nice. Yeah, Garrett Ripley got a little bit of a uh, little bit of swag about him. So did you know anything about this franchise going into it? Yes, I um, one of my good friends in high school had all of the Witchers, so he's been playing the original one on his PC. One of the first PC games I really remember like getting into and playing. Um, I had a good time with Witcher 2 on Xbox 360. Um, Kevin was really heavy on vouching for that one. I don't know if, if y'all don't know who Kevin is, don't worry about it. Um, but he's also just another one of the homies that we hang out with a lot and that was a good time but Witcher 3 just seems to be on a completely different level and it's really cool to see how CD Projekt Red has like grown that franchise Mm -hmm. and it gets me even more excited for um, Cyberpunk oh right yeah yeah exactly which which is like it's so Cyberpunk is really interesting too because it seems like it combines like when you see footage of that game it feels like or it looks like a cd project red game but presented in a completely different format that, than what you're used to with something mm-hmm. like witcher um and that's something i really appreciate like they they truly have their own identity when it comes to to the games that they make um when you're playing witcher like and i've got to know because i've as someone who who played it quite a bit um but has yet to finish it um what what is compelling you to kind of keep going through? Is it is it the story that's driving you? Do you enjoy the the gameplay? Because I know that's kind of got its own tactical feel to it. Like, mm-hmm. what is like driving you to to play it? Um, at first I will say it was the gameplay, most definitely. Um, I do enjoy the classic action fighting style, light attacks, heavy attacks, dodge, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And right now I'm playing as more of a roguish character, so I'm not delving too crazily into the alchemy this time through, or the potions and that sort of thing. Um, it's mainly light attacks, dodges, and um, a bit of Quinn and um, is it Igni, I think it's the fire oh, move. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's just a lot of fun. But honestly, it's the story, the stories, I should say. I'm not even worried about finding Seer right now because I've played as her a couple of times at this point, and she seems to have it together. <laughs> so I'm not worried <laughs> about her too much. But um, just dealing with the um the citizens of of this like this country and seeing how they handle the war that they're going through between the uh, the folks in the higher classes, like uh, I think it's Velen, it's like yeah. one of the bigger yeah. cities. And then you get to deal with, like, the uh, the residents that live near the bog and just seeing all the different monsters that come out, drowners everywhere. Like, seriously, I was not expecting there, for them to be so many of those drowners, but they just show up every chance they get. Yeah, yeah, 
You give me but a quick. It, you give me like a flashback because I forgot how like the game does a really good job of having really detailed side stories. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like it's like you could really get distracted on just some of the side quests, and like it feels like they heavily impact the game, but they really don't. They're like their own like stories. But the crazy thing is, by they're still rewarded for doing the stories, and it's not necessarily exactly. quest rewards, but it's the things you come across along the way. Like um, accidentally found the cat armor. I wasn't even looking for it, and I came across it doing a side mission, and now my defense is fantastic. And then I found the viper blades in. Also on accident. And it's just like, the game rewards you for exploring. And people say that a lot, but I really feel it in Witcher. Yeah. Like, I was, um... So I was I was mixed on on Witcher. I mostly liked it. Uh, There's a lot of things I liked about it. And, and one of the things that you're bringing up with which is like the side stories and how detailed and deep the world is, that is, that is like the main thing that kind of pushed me um with it at some point i was playing it strictly to experience the story and the voice acting and and just the world like it feels like a living breathing world i I honestly think it's like one of few open world games that just feels completely like transcendent in a way Mm -hmm. i think i I think it's like um red dead 2 um gta 5 and i think to a an extent and then witcher 3 i think are the, the three open world games that come to my brain when i think of like you know deep lore and um uh well less gta 5 in that regard but just <laughs> something that is always like even if you're not playing it feels like it's it's something that's existed before you've logged in yes yeah. that's what i love about this game yeah that the story continues with or without you yeah and, and that comes with a couple quests that i failed because i took too long to do them yeah. And didn't realize they were even on time limit to where I agreed to do this for this person. But just, like, small stuff like that. And you say that the world doesn't really react, but I I come across something where I got tricked hard. And mm-hmm. I, I feel legitimately bad for it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. It, it plays out in different parts of the story, like, diff- like mm-hmm. completely different missions. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I thought was super unique, is that, like, there's reverberating um, consequences to some of your mm-hmm. actions. like, and, and it extends to... Things like side missions and like maybe the main guy that story. exactly in the main story, like maybe someone you saved in this side mission comes back to like, I don't know, give you a specific uh, stat buff or, or piece of equipment that might help you in another mission entirely. Like it it feels very organic. That's a really great way, word to describe this world to me, you right. know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really glad to, that you're enjoying it so much. Like it's it's a game I want to go back to, um, and, and kind of give another shot. Um, it's some some of it is the time commitment, honestly. Like it's just such a long game. I want to give it the 100 percent of the attention that it deserves. Um, so I'm definitely planning on doing that once I clear out some of these other games I got to do. Yeah. Um. And I'm I want you to take a break from that now, only because of the other game that I'm playing, and that's Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, get over here! Yeah, I had to get over. I had to get over and see what everybody's talking about. Um, honestly, this is the best Mortal Kombat game I think I've played. Period. In terms of straight combat, okay, like, they've really done a great job with the characters. Everybody feels unique. Um, and it's crazy because they have so many variations on the characters too that they haven't managed to make anybody feel stale. There are some things that are consistent, like everybody has a universal brutality, which is the classic Mortal Kombat uppercut, takes a head off. Um, 
Let me see. You know, it's funny. Every time, now that we're talking about Mortal Kombat, every time you see a word starting with C, I replace it with a K. As you should. Every time, time you said, you said combat, and I was like, combat with a K. K. You said classic, classic with a K. Mm-hmm. So, they even I got mean, a character in here called The Collector with a K. With a K. So. But yeah. I feel like, uh, so like we, I, said, I sort of echoed that last week with um, me talking about Mortal Kombat 11. Like, it's, uh, it's definitely, like, I feel like NetherRealm, they have a formula going where they, and, and this is honestly how most, uh, um, Company should be most developers, but like if they have a, a series, they have a franchise, just build on that franchise. Like, I it doesn't make sense that you make a game, you fix a game, and it's like to the point where it's a certain pro- like a great product, and then here comes a sequel, and you remove some of those great additions to the game. Yeah, I've never understood that mindset. So, seeing how they're taking you know what worked in each of the past games, including Injustice games, mm-hmm. like they they've just gotten themselves to the point where like everything's great about the game like i really uh the old i mean i'm not course, can't say everything yeah 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 i was gonna say now there are some now here's the thing because we i think i said i echoed this last week yeah um i the only things that like i don't agree with are things that i have i'm pretty sure that are out of their power so all of like the microtransactions and the grinding for stuff like mm-hmm. I feel like that's all a Warner, Warner Brothers move because that's the same stuff that we saw with uh, Shadow of War. There it is, yeah. So, so I, like I, I like I understand. Like I guess I guess see why they did it. And, like I'm not justifying it. Like it's still stupid, mm-hmm. but uh, everything that they had control over has been great. And to give them more credit when it comes down to the microtransaction thing, because I feel like that's a point of contention that a lot of people are misinterpreting. The only thing you can buy in Mortal Kombat is um, time, time souls, time crystals, or something like that. And that's only one kind of currency that only affects one specific part of the game. And you don't have to buy them. That's the thing. It doesn't feel like you need to buy it. If anything, the grind on this game is so, is so real, I would almost prefer them to allow you to buy out the crypt like you could in MKX. Because it was like 20 bucks, I think, and you could buy all the unlockables. And with this game being so um, customization heavy, about making your fighter your own way, augments on each of your three... So there's three gear slots, and then three augments on each gear slot, and you can only unlock each gear slot through experience, and those gear slots don't carry over through items, even though the items don't do anything different. So if I want a better-looking sickle, say, for Noob Saibot, I can get that, but they have to start to grind over again to unlock the slots for his augments. And that's just annoying. Or if I want to get a new skin for Kung Lao, I have to play through I have to play through the crypt, unlock certain chests in the crypt, and then I have to go through Towers of Time and do Kung Lao specific towers. I've it's, been I've been reading threads that people like have had horrible luck getting things for characters that they want. Right. There are some chests that are set, so it's not all completely RNG, which is nice. And there are some achievements you can do, like collecting the heads of each character. It gives you some specific gear pieces. But man, I'm going to be completely real with you guys and keeping it honest. I don't have time to sit here and grind all day. So there are glitches out here, and I'm going to use them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. They don't care about my time. I don't care about what they're trying to get me to do. There, there are glitches out here. I've, I have all 20 heads already. I have all the gear that comes with it. Not worth doing 50 fatalities on each character. It's not worth it. 
Mm. So if, as long as the glitch is still alive by the time you hear this, go ahead and do it. I'm, should you play that? Yes, you should. <laughs> should you use that cheat? Yes, you should. I'm sorry. <laughs> and to be fair to NetherRealm, they have patched the game. I think the patch came out today, honestly. Um, they buffed a lot of rewards um, to make things feel more worth it. Because before, it was like you get one form of currency for doing fatalities, and then they tripled the value for each fatality. So that's good. Um, you get more coins now. You get more souls now. So it's it's going in the right direction. I think they're fixing it where they can. So credit to NetherRealm. But as far as the gameplay itself goes, moment-to-moment fighting, fantastic. I nice. love it. Yeah, so, and, and honestly, like, that, that echoes along to my second half review for this week for Mortal Kombat 11. Um, like, I... Pretty much everything that James said, what I said... Uh, it's a, it's, if you're, if you're into fighters, like, it's a definite pickup if you're into fighting games. They do a great, and if you want to get into fighting games, it's also really good, because they do a great job teaching you not only the game's mechanics, but, like, just mechanics that you could, that could carry over into other fighters. When they break so, down frame data, and, like, what each type of style of fighting means, versus, like, zoning versus rushdown, and all that stuff. So if you've yeah. never played a fighting game before... Yeah, you'll be able to learn here. And then, like, you'll also, like, learning these terms, you'll be able to watch, uh, like, tournaments and stuff on stream and understand what some of the commentators are talking about. And that's their whole point. They want to get this game to EVO. They want it to be huge fighting game scene because that's where all the money goes. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. future ahead of it. Reportedly, 19 more characters are coming. Wait, so, what? Reportedly, there's 19 characters in DLC. Wow. Yeah. And we already uh, know what nine of them are for the most part. Oh. Yeah, leak. Wait, are they Thanks are they Nintendo. all in like one season or I don't Probably, know. Yeah, I think it's in, in the season. Nineteen That's... characters in one season? No 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 no. Uh the characters that got revealed already. Oh like one fighter pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to say like if if they're releasing 19 characters for like 30 bucks, that's actually not bad. Because usually like the fighter passes or whatever they call them are like outrageous. They're like 30, 35 bucks for like five characters or something. It's like, are you serious? Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's cool though. I'm glad you guys are enjoying that game. I, I'll check it out at some point. I really like the opening weeks of another realm game because like, um, I like the single player offerings for those games. They're never anything that I play super competitively. They're just a lot of like fun, casual fun for me with friends. Um, and never something I stick with long term. But I think some of those, those single player offerings are so strong. I think it's worth the price of admission. Did you talk about the story at all, Chris, in your last, in the last weeks? Um, a little bit, a, a little, little bit. bit. Like you, you yeah. talked about the mode, not necessarily like a bunch of the story stuff. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't want to like spoil too much. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, more or less, like I, my honest, like you know, my opinion on the stories. I feel like they leave it off. I mean, they, it's it's a quick story. I feel like it's a little bit quicker. And I think I said this last week. It's a little bit quicker than like what Injustice Two story mode was. But I feel like they leave they leave things up for uh for for interpretation for like the next game so Mm -hmm. i feel that with uh mortal kombat heading into its i think was it 30th year uh in a couple years so about three years from now it'll be you know the 30th anniversary i could see them you know continuing that story based off of that Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah 
Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Okay. Well, I'm going to pass it over. Roddy, what you been playing? I have been playing Sekiro. A lot of Sekiro. Um, and I'll talk about that pretty quickly here, because I've, I've mentioned it once or twice on the show so far in kind of brief spurts, but I did get a large chunk done during the weekend, and and it's been really quite fun. Like, I kind of... <laughs> it's like a playing that game is an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, there are moments of extreme, maybe anger is the wrong word, but um, frustration. You know, you 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 get stomped a couple times, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" But then you you achieve sweet victory, and that feeling is unlike anything else I've ever felt in anything that's not a Souls game. So, like, it, I, I'm always chasing that feeling, and it never feels like... It, I, I very rarely say, like, you know, oh, that's cheap. Like, maybe in the moment I do, but, like, I know that, oh, no, I messed up. Like, I deserve t- to die there. Um, and I actually faced one of the most notorious foes in the game, uh, Lady Butterfly. She's actually someone that you fight in... Um, spoilers for, I guess, the first two hours, I guess, but, I mean... It, game's been out for a couple weeks it's not super it's not a super spoiler or anything you you get there pretty quickly but she's a pretty early boss in a flashback sequence in the game uh an optional area i don't believe that you have to even go there um but she's at the end of the sequence and she's very very difficult um and i was playing i was playing her for i was playing against her for maybe like an hour until i finally was able to just um i didn't even cheese her like a lot of people online had like all these strategies none of that worked for me i couldn't i could not even cheese her it was ridiculous but um i had to just fight her straight up and i managed to uh to, to win and and something about sekiro something i just wanted to highlight for a moment is i just i love the linear sense of progression here like in the other souls games even bloodborne like you can level up and kind of just you can over level yourself in a way but sekiro you can't really do that because in order to get power uh strength power-ups like to increase your vitality and um and, and your strength you have to defeat like mini bosses like throughout the world because you have, to, you have to get four prayer beads to do this so that means you have to kill four mini bosses to get one prayer bead to, and that's that's going to increase your vitality and strength one time. Um, so it really does force you to learn the system, learn the game. Um, theoretically, you could you you could just perform a, a level one run of this game, uh, and that's not it's not difficult to do because the the leveling system is so so much different than other Souls games. Um, but something else I've also discovered while playing is i love the level design in this game it's very reminiscent of something like dark souls one um, where everything was interconnected um where you begin is eventually where you end up uh, literally um you know there are all kinds of like doors and passageways that kind of loop in on itself and it just feels like the world is just one continuous um path and uh, and it's not just a straight path. It's like a just literally a big loop. And I really, really appreciate that. So definitely kudos to Miyazaki for for coming up with uh, with, with a great world design there. Um, and I'm always just amazed at like the 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 enemy design. Like it's I mentioned this maybe in the first time I talked about this game, but I love the fantasy esque like 
designs to some of these enemies. Like mostly they're all they're like 90 percent humanoid. But there's also but there's also like you you're running to like horses or like huge dudes who are like literally three, four times bigger than you and not in like a they're just that big, but in like kind of a like a larger than life sense is in like that's it's not realistic, but it's just realistic enough to be like kind of unsettling. It's like it's it's very it's very unique. The perspective is used very well in in Sekiro, and that's something that I'm I'm also continually discovering um as as I play through this game. So I'm I'm still really enjoying this game, guys. Um if you have not checked it out yet, definitely do so. I I can't stress enough again like how satisfying it is to overcome the obstacles posed by this game. Like, like it's you know it's it, it's not just <laughs> I know Chris likes to say like you know why do you why do you do this to yourself? But it's 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 not like a you no. Know, what's funny though is what? that um, a friend of mine on uh, Facebook tagged me in a, a video because he he was he's playing this right now. And like it's like a like a couple videos of him like just he's sort of just dying in the game and it's like yeah. yo he tags me he's like listen I'll pay you ten bucks to play this play this game for an hour without rage quitting and I was like you and I was like you know what you can keep your ten bucks because I know myself <laughs> I nope I already know myself I'm not gonna do that mm. I mean yeah it's. And that's the thing. So it, it, it's a it's an interesting discussion. I think it's one that we'll maybe have a little bit later. But but it's about difficulty. You know, uh, Miyazaki has been steadfast in saying that hey, my games are not like they don't need hard modes or easy modes because the game is just kind of what it is, and it's about like you learning it. It's about um, it, it, the the game isn't hard in the traditional sense of you flicking on like we're you know we're going to talk about a game in a minute of that has a literally a three difficulty slider easy normal hard like you know it's not like you just select hard and just go it's like and everything is kind of arbitrary you know enemies health pools are higher you do less damage things like that it's these games have never been that way uh sekiro is not that way and it's something that i truly appreciate if you can't get the parry system down you're not going to do well so the game forces you to learn its mechanics and how well you do is going to be based on how well you grasp that style, that that system. Um, and it doesn't matter how big a, a health pool is. Like, you know, you're still going to take the same amount of posture damage. So so is the enemy. Like, I I love that. I just I love that about this game. And um, and I'm going to continue plugging away. It's been a really good game to kind of like play in not just short bursts, but kind of just like you know maybe an hour this today two and a half hours the next day and then like kind of slowly going through it it's not something i want to just power my way through um i have not had another moment like the snake yet like i talked about a few weeks back i have not had another moment like that that's still like kind of my favorite bit but um but it's still great solid game a plus um good stuff and that's pretty much Sekiro. And that's that's pretty much all I've been playing, with the exception of one game that our listeners may know that we've we've been talking about for a minute. Um, oh boy! All uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Chris. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, just I'll, I'll graciously hand over the the spotlight to you. Uh, what have you been playing? Fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
what's funny is that I like the the reason why I do this is that like so that we can give like our like honest opinions on like some mm-hmm. of these games that come out. Mm-hmm. So when I see your when I see like a like a like a mixed review on like a game like like through different presses or through different you know content creators or reviewers, you can really tell who the shills are. Like all right, so just to, just to, this this is already not going in the direction I expected, but go on. Yeah, so <laughs> so Days Gone is a uh, what is it, Chris? Yes, tell us what is it. Man, it's it's a game that doesn't really know what it wants to be. Like, it has a lot of things going for it at the same time. It's one of those, like, jack-of-all-trades, but doesn't... It hasn't done anything well enough to really, like, sink its teeth into me. Huh. That sounds kind of familiar. That kind of sounds like something that I was saying, like, I don't know, maybe a few episodes back. Go on. Yeah, so, I mean, I just sort of want to, like... I don't know. I don't know if it's that because I'm, I, I expected more from this game, but really I, I, I didn't. Like I think we both expected it to be like somewhat mediocre, <laughs> and for that to like really be the case, like it's, uh, it's not a bad game, but it's not a great game. Like it's, it's painfully mediocre. That that's what I want to say. So like. I think for the past few weeks, people can probably rewind and, you know, take audio bits of me saying whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive though. I, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be bad, a bad game. And I want to be on the record right now today as saying like, I don't think Days Gone is a bad game. I genuinely, I do not. Like, I would take umbrage with someone who said that it is a bad game. Like, I don't think we're not dealing with Anthem. Like, Anthem. No. I think Anthem is like. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. I don't know if we've talked about Anthem yet. I'm not sure how you feel about Anthem, if but we have time. I can dive in. We okay. Can do a little bit later. Okay. Um, we're not dealing with that here. Like, we're not dealing with with an Anthem. We're not gonna like do what we did to Anthem. Um, I, Anthem did it to itself. Uh, sure, sure. We, we read uh, the article. Continue. <laughs> um. Days Gone to me is like what you just said is 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 right on the money. I think it is a game that wants to be. Uh, it, it's a very it's ambitious. Like it, and and there are moments that I've played it so far, and I and I plan on playing more of it. Like I, you know I I paid for it, I bought it, I'm I'm going to play it. I'm gonna try to see it through. Apparently it's very long. That scares the hell out of me, but okay. Um, but. I can feel like some of that inspiration a little bit. Like when I'm scavenging some of these like places for crafting materials and there's like a bunch of different kind of zombies around me or freakers. I still can't get over that. But like, you know, I I kind of feel that. And when you're on your bike and like you're look, you got a gas up, like there are moments where I say like, oh, yeah, okay, like. Now I get it. I, cause I didn't understand what the loop was supposed to be before this game came out. Um, I, I mean, is it, is anything working for you at all? Um, riding, riding, riding around a bike. That's like, I feel like that's honestly like the most fun part of the game so far. Um, that's cause, cause here's, here's my gripe is that with, um, I'll say, yeah, so with the melee weapons, the melee weapons somewhat feel 
uh, it feels satisfying a little bit. Yeah. Just sort of yeah. like, yeah, like that's that, like the animations that they have for that. Like I'll give it, I'll give it to them for that. Like that's actually yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. Um, only, my only gripe is that how quick weapons break. Mm. Okay. I haven't run into that too much yet. Yeah. Like, um, oh, I mean, I, I feel like it's more or less my fault if I'm like fighting, cause like this, in this game, if you're fighting like, four or more zombies at once mm-hmm. yeah like you're you're pushing it like at that point you need to like run and like start soloing zombies but um i don't know i just find myself in a situation where i'm like surrounded and before i know it my my weapon's gone yeah but then when it comes down to using like actual weapons like guns and everything ammo scarce so you really don't want to Ammo scares, but at the same time, using loud weapons will attract more zombies, so now you're burning more ammo, so you don't want that. And then the just the gunplay just doesn't really feel good to me. Mm, okay. I need to okay, I'm I'm we're, we're, let's still talk about this game like like today. Yeah. Let's let's like let's still talk about it, but I definitely want to put the disclaimer out there that like, you know, I haven't played as much of it as I want to, so I've played like maybe a couple hours, a few hours, um, and it will do, we will definitely talk about this game next week because I will play more. Um, and I'm I'm actually interested to play more, not necessarily because like I really like the game a lot, but because I just need to know more like about it and what the I, I'm not even certain if I'm at the point in the game where it's supposed to really have taken off at this point. Well, um, I was going to ask, so, like, do you, like, do you like the main character? Like, is no. that your reason? Okay. No. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like anything about the story or these people. Um, we sort of, like, the three of us have kind of talked about it, like, when we were, like, a few days ago. But, you know, I'll reiterate here, like, the first five minutes, this game opens up. And it's very familiar to The Last of Us. Um, it opens up with, you know, your character, Deacon. He's like, I, I don't even know who it is. I don't know if it's your wife, your girlfriend, your lover. I, you have, you don't know his sister. Oh, no, God, one, no, it's his wife. It's his wife? Okay. <laughs> his wife. Yeah. I, it, I don't know if they make that clear in the opening cutscene. If they do, maybe I, I thought I was paying attention, but maybe not. Like, um, but you know, he's got this woman on his arm and she's injured and it's very reminiscent of like last of us, the opening of last of us. But the, the difference is we, the game literally opens up there. So, and we don't get like any sort of backstory. We don't know who this dude is. We see this guy, like this biker dude with, um, you know, who's got this friend who looks like, like, I don't even know. Like it, we're, we're living in times right now where i see something like that and i automatically don't have a great impression of like of this like character you know like i already am looking negatively on this and we don't get any sort of context on what's happening or why and i get why like a writer might be like you know oh well we just want to throw you in the middle of the action and it'll make you want to know i don't really want to know more like about any of these people because the first thing your main character does is pull a gun on an innocent scientist dude who's literally telling you i can't take two people on this plane and you're threatening to blow his brains out all over the helicopter because you're mad about it like like you know know what i think what? what it is it's like the the like the scale of like what's going on wasn't properly introduced. Exactly. So like in in The Last of Us, um, like they 
it 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 starts off where it's like it's normal life, like it's a normal yeah. like everyday life, everything it's, is normal. But yeah. then like things start to turn, and you see that panic of whoa, like we gotta you know, we we gotta yeah we gotta we gotta escape, we gotta you know get out I, of this situation. I mean, I'd even take it a step further and say that you understand the relationship between Joel and his daughter. Yes, like you you, you the game opens with with those scenes it opens with very touching scenes of it's it's clear that like that they carried about each other on a very deep level those seeds are planted very early and you immediately care that is not what happens here at all and i don't mean to just like knock this game in its first five minutes like i I don't want to like harp on that too much but it's just but to me it's important to to understand and it's indicative of of what we're ta- like, what we're both talking about, and where it's like wanting to be all these different things. Like it's like they wanted to be Last of Us, but didn't actually study what what made that opening to Last of Us work. Um, and, and it wants to play the opening five minutes like it's like this tragic thing where you know you don't know if your wife has survived, and then the game kind of flash forwards uh, to like two years, and it's like in a bit of dialogue, oh man, like you know your wife's dead, you know, oh shit. Um, but it just doesn't play like there's no emotional attachment. So exactly. So it's, it's like stuff for us to care. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm definitely not playing to to long roundabout to say like I'm not playing for the story. <laughs> like I don't I don't care about any of these people at this point. I'm literally just playing because the idea of an open world uh, survival horror game is interesting to me um, inherently. But nothing about like the designs of the creatures or the main characters or really anything and, around it. And, is... I, and I would say Deacon, he's sort of like he's really drab. Like he's yeah. Like he's, he's it. They they he's... sort of they sort of go with like a like I don't know. I sort of got like a Witcher type of sense, but I feel like Geralt has a lot. More well, no, Geralt like, has way yeah. more personality than that. I wouldn't even. I would. No, I I, th- I would say like so. Deacon well, no, is, no, 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 no. So, so more or less, the the comparison is in like since Deacon is by himself a lot, yeah. his his uh like he has a lot of like self monologues. Sure. Yeah. So that's something that that happens a ton in The Witcher is like hearing like the right. the self monologue, like the, the the him thinking to himself. You you know where that worked though is Red Dead Two, like. Everybody thought that I, I so Deacon is what I thought Arthur Morgan was going to be before I played that game. Like I thought they were just gonna introduce this like you know generic white dude and like you know and it's, she's just gonna be super boring and like what's interesting about that and then you play the game and it's like oh this is one of the best protagonists in video game history oh okay like like I that this is and I maybe an unfair comparison because that game is like exquisitely written and this one is not um, but. I mean, the, the, but the point is that, like, the expectation of what I had for Arthur, it, you know, is basically what Deacon is. And maybe he changes. Maybe I get halfway through the game and something happens and he becomes interesting. I, I'm willing to give the game the benefit of the doubt. And like I said, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to play through it. Like, you know, I'll, I'll see. Um, but not a great first impression right now. And this game is pretty much playing right into my expectations. Yeah, I mean, well... We'll see, you know, how many days gone we could get into it. Good one. Oh, um... Well, that was fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question before we wrap up the Days Gone talk, but are you keeping the game? <laughs> I forgot we talked about this. Is this present tense, past tense? Are oh, you... it's gone. Oh, is it actually gone, like right now? How many days gone has it been? At least one. 
Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, I, I did not know that. I see. I didn't even know that. We're finding this out right now on the show live. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm the only one who will be talking about Days Gone in the future. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, see, I, I've, I've realized that I already have enough on my plate of yeah. what I want to play of like, you know, what I want to stream. Like yeah. I, I honestly, and so she's when I found out that the game's actually long that I feel like I was like, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like, you were the one who had pre-ordered it. I bought it on the day of release. I reluctantly, like I didn't really like want to, I got it because I was curious, a curious and B, uh, you know, I, for, for the show. Um, yeah. so, but you had it pre-ordered you were talking you were like oh man you teased me about this like off air on air you know oh man looking forward to that day is gone and now it's literally gone so, uh, so and, you, and you know you know what it is it's sort of like when you play when you when you play good games like yeah. you have like a set expectation and then when you have something that's like mediocre like it tastes i feel like that uh amplifies like my my taste on it so like in my mind like i'm not i know it's not a bad game but with its mediocrity like i can't i can't put up with it right now so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm bookmarking it i'm putting it off to the side i'll you know pick it up again at some point but yeah. um katana zero guys katana zero <laughs> oh we're talking about good games okay <laughs> katana zero on the switch um is like i'm almost done with that game yeah and you, you talked about it very highly last week and and i really want to buy it like i i'm so interested in buying this game so no and you did it yeah it's it's good it's really good and like i feel like it's it's ramping up because like it's introducing certain characters into the story that like seems like they like have weight to it but like the whole like um mechanic of like not time travel but like seeing into the future and like uh doing things over again like the whole like bullet time type of thing mm -hmm. like it really plays well into the story like i don't want to spoil it because i feel like they do some really clever things with it but yeah, it's, i want to play it yeah definitely play it like i said last week if you didn't listen last week you know our uh you know, too long what's wrong with you <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, for for one, you have to have a Switch, or I think it's also on PC. Um, but it's a side scroller slash like one hit kill, sort of like uh, Hotline Miami, if you ever played that. But it's like an action game. So, I love Hotline Miami, yeah. Yeah. So like, if is you know, you're not really using a gun, you're using a sword. I think. Um, I'm trying to think. What's a good? Uh, I feel Highlight Miami is like the closest. Like you could. Uh, it's got the same visual kind of style too. Yeah, so but it's not isometric, right? It's a side scroller. It's a side scroller, but okay. yeah, like there's uh, like a couple of mechanics in the game that, um, like for me, like I really don't use the uh, bullet time anymore. Like I'm more or less, I'd rather like actually like if someone's shooting at me, I'd actually rather time my my slice. So that I could bounce the uh, bullet back to the person. So mm. you can do, so you do things like that. You can um, based on like their sight lines on like where they could see you. You can sort of like you know uh, attack people from above and I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of options on like how you could get through levels, and I'm liking that. And it's based on like how certain um, the certain choices I've like done in cutscenes, like they reference how I act in certain cutscenes, in other cutscenes. And so, you know like, what I sold me on that game? 
What? It's actually a very early opening sequence that I saw in a demo, and I was like, I have to play this now. Because it also gives you that kind of, like, choice in dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can either cut off people, or you can, like, make up an alibi. And the alibi this dude comes up with was so good. <laughs> yeah. So when the police show up, it's like, oh, never mind, you're fine. And just kind of keep you, let you keep on going. Yep. So just cool stuff like that. It's very, it, yeah, it's an interesting concept. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, I definitely like it's it's a game that is gonna you know it's gonna stay on my Switch, and I'll definitely like pick it up every now and then just to like see if I could get different outcomes in those in those odd uh, cutscenes. But um, yeah, like that's an example of a game that knows what it's doing and does it well. Very nice. You don't Very need nice. a lot, folks. Just need something well, just one it... thing well, and you'll be married. Is that all you've been playing, Chris? Uh, I mean, besides that, Mortal Kombat 11, we talked about that. Mm. Smash Bros, you know, shout out to my Cineroars on the streams. <laughs> um, and Days Gone, yeah, that's, it's, it's. I don't know, it's, I guess like, that's a good amount of games, I mean, but th- I feel like yeah. it's, the week's gone by so quick. Yeah. Oh, and another thing is I bought a game, I told myself I wasn't going to buy it, but I was weak last night, and I bought it anyways. <laughs> but... What? Dragon's Dogma is on the Switch. Uh, oh, you got it? Phoenix yeah. Wright. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I picked up Dragon's Dogma. Like, it's installed now, so I'm going to go ahead and I'll probably talk about that next week. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I also forgot to plug, uh, just go buy Phoenix Wright, guys. Uh, I've been playing it. Just go buy it. I'm not even going to talk about it. Just go buy it. I talked about it last week, so if you want to listen to me talk a little bit about that. Go buy that game. Before we jump jump into news, uh, can we call on Audible for a quick moment? And I kind of wanted. To... <laughs> oh, oh, I wish. Um, oh. No, uh, James, you mentioned something about Anthem, you or something in relation oh, to something oh. we were talking about. Does, oh, I know, God. I know, but, oh, God. but no, I know. But real quick sidebar, I just need to know before we jump into news because once we go to news, we're going to be rolling. So like. I just want to know what you were going to say. But he's already uh, dead. Basically. <laughs> all right. Everyone here has seen Endgame. If you uh, have not seen yes. Endgame. Yeah. Well, quick spoiler. Give it like, skip for like 10 seconds. Whoa, we're jumping straight into this. Holy Yeah, shit. I'm jumping straight into it. Skip for uh, 10 seconds. Anthem is dead like Iron Man. Mm. Like, ah, wow. Yeah. Hope, it, it, and hope, and hopefully you guys skip that because like Jesus, I told that's... you, <laughs> I told you skip. I don't want to hear it. No complaints. I gave you warnings. <laughs> okay, God. so God damn, yeah. So, <laughs> hashtag don't spoil the end game. Um, so I, what do you mean, like dead, like for you or for everyone? Like Not for what? everyone, I will, I will no, for, for everyone. For everyone. Like, I was willing been... to give Anthem chances. I've, I've, I bought the game reluctantly. I played it. I enjoyed the gameplay loop. I enjoyed the mechanics of the, the suits. I love everything about it. They made flying great. It's fantastic. But there is so little content and so little reason to keep playing. And it's so buggy and it's so broken that they can't get out the new content on time because they're too busy trying to fix what should have been fixed to begin with. Mm. And on top of the Kotaku article that came out a few weeks prior, it's just, it's it's really impossible for me to get this game any more passes. Mm. Um, mm. And, and, you know, it wouldn't even be so much of, like, there wasn't anything they could do to fix it 
or they just didn't have time, but they had time and they they dicked around for seven years, and it's it's just not ready. So I I, I don't know, man. I, maybe yeah. it'll get a um a No Man's Sky treatment. It might get a uh, Realm Reborn treatment. Call me when that happens. But for now, that thing is bleeding out on the side of the road, and it's really sad to see because there's yeah. a lot of potential there. We talked we talked about it a lot, so I, I really genuinely won't won't go in too deep into it. Um, right. But if anybody's interested in hearing what we had to say about Anthem, check out the episode. It must be like six or seven where we talked about uh, Jason Schreier's article from Kotaku. He had a heavily extensive article about this. Go check that out, please. It's a, probably my favorite episode. But I, I will say the only thing I want to say about that is I agree with almost everything you said. Um, I do want to reiterate that, like, it was so much. It was so much more than that studio, like, just me- – it, it, they were messing around for a really long time, but it wasn't the fault of the developers. It was, like – as you as that article indicated, it was, like, leadership issues. Um, it, really, from the top down, like, mm-hmm. there were so many problems, and that's why I feel so bad because, like – it. The guys on the ground, the guys and girls on the ground making it suffered that game, so hard for that game. Yeah, and it was really out of their control at a certain point, and we just kind of got like a haphazard slapped together uh, product. And it, and I definitely don't want to make it sound like we're blaming like the the I don't want to say like like the ground level the, forces. The team, no, I'm I'm right. the, I'm blaming management. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, when. If in case you guys haven't read the article or didn't know, long story short, they found out about Anthem the same time we did. Like yeah. the, the the people making the game didn't know what they were making until we found out about it. Yeah. That's how crazy it was. They had a whole different name, they had different merchandise made for the for this other game already. Like it's just yeah. too much, man. There's too many too many loopholes, too many plot holes. It just yeah. doesn't work. Uh, yeah, exactly. But that, that's my Anthem rant, man. Maybe one day when patches come through, I'll, I'll come back through and I can jump my interceptor again and we can fly around doing great things because I love I love that class. It's just a, it's a lot of fun. It's just yeah, fundamentally broken. Yeah, shame. It is a shame. Are we, yeah, Chris, are we, yeah, are we Chris, done? Yeah, we yeah, we're anthem? done. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I just I needed to know. I just need to know for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get some positive in here. Uh, Chris, you want to lead us with news? I was say you want to talk about positives. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about positive? Don't you dare be sour! Listen, listen, listen. It's time for the news section. So, if this is the first time you listen with us, our news section is pretty much like a rapid fire. We'll talk about something real quick, give our impressions. Uh, but we pass the conversation all along to you guys in the comments, on our Facebook page. Um, what do you guys think about these news stories? So this week, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of something that we talked about last week. We're going to pick back up with the Persona 5 news. And um, we're sort of hyping it up last week that Persona 5 is going to get a Switch port. Psych! You thought! <laughs> Not a Switch port. That's just it's, mean. Uh, I, I thought you said positive news. I mean, well, I mean it's I'm Persona. Ex- it's Persona. <laughs> I, I didn't know the bar was that low. I'm sorry. That's not a low bar. Are you uh, kidding me? No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, why a Musa? Why couldn't it just been? Why couldn't we have just gotten a port? Why couldn't we? Yo, got... 
only thing I'm saying about that whole port thing is hold out hope because there's, there's a possibility we end up getting the Royale. Switch and get yeah. the Royale. There's no reason to make to like to announce an upcoming expansion and you'd be like, well, here's the old version. Yeah. For yeah. all you people that missed it. So maybe we'll get like a, a surprise Royale release. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I just, I just don't care about these Musou games. But it's cool that like people, it, it's going to come out and people will enjoy them. Um, That's me. So That's fine. The, so what we thought was uh, Persona 5S was going to be Switch. It actually is Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. <laughs> it looks like they'll so, have to be scrambling to get my dollars. Go ahead. But oh. yeah, so if you seen, <laughs> oh god, Sorry. damn. So if you haven't okay. seen the trailer for it yet, um, it's basically uh, another Dynasty Warrior game. <laughs> Don't say it like that. I mean, that's not what it is. You get to rejoin the Phantom Thieves and take down shadows among some of your favorite Persona 5 locations, such as the coffee shop and Mementos. There you go. Are you, not playing, up a little bit. Are you, are you not playing as the protagonist in that game? You do. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sure you get some other people, too. And that's what I'm kind of curious to see how, like, everybody gets to have their favorite characters. and Which, I mean... Do, are they just going to limit it to Persona 5 characters? Or I wonder if they're going to open it up and we'll get, you know, Persona 4, Persona 3, maybe. That's, we'll get a bit of those two. That's like what a, I want. That's, it, that's, that's what's going to sell me. If, if it, they introduce Persona 3 and 4 characters, then I'm sold. Is it called P5 Scrambled or just P Scrambled? P5. Uh, Persona, yeah, 5. Oh, I don't know then. I They'll probably just stick mostly to 5. I, I would want there to be 3 and 4 in there, but, I mean, if they're explicitly saying this is... Like P five, then I don't know. But I mean, most, but most, uh, like games? games, yeah, most games like this have like a good amount of characters, don't they? Right, like how yeah. they did with um, like Hyrule Hyrule Warriors. Warriors or the Fire. I almost bought Fire Emblem Warriors. You, should. you it was, should. It was it was on sale and it was on the 3ds, but I haven't touched my 3ds in a while, and I'd rather get the Switch version. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. We tried um, doing Hyrule Warriors on 3ds, and it doesn't work. Yeah, can't handle it. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm excited for it. So. I am too. Mm-hmm. I will be playing that when it comes out. Yeah, but um, next up we have oh man, I know I don't. Me and James are excited about this one. Rod, <laughs> I don't know not not too much, but it looks like the Saints Row movie is uh, is being developed. It's uh we have the Straight Outta Compton and Fate of the Furious director. He's developing a Saints Row movie. It's um. Oh man, like I here's my question. Like, do they start like at the beginning of the whole Saints Row franchise or are we jumping like straight into like Saints Row Three? Or do you have to have that build up? Or is no. it uh, or, or are we getting like a, a brand new plot? Like what are we gonna do with this? I think it's gonna be one or the other. If if I think it's gonna be one or the other. I like you're either gonna get super serious or like super dumb. Like I I think it's like one of those things. I'm expecting just over the top ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, um Yeah, I don't know how much backstory they'll need. They'll probably do like a quick montage and be like, I was new in still water. Then I found the Saints. And now we're this. See, my my hope is that they start off with like the events of Saints Row One and then with if the movie does well enough to make a sequel, they completely get a new uh, main character. And, like, sort of like in the Saints Row games, like, they make fun of how, like, the character looks different in each game. Yeah. So each, yeah, so each Saints Row movie would have a different lead. 
and we could have like three different versions of Shandi. This would be great. <laughs> uh, number one, I don't think that we're going to see this movie like anytime soon. I just don't think that's going to happen. These video game movies always fall through in this stage. Like, it's cool that they named a director, but like, let's get some actors attached and not even just then, but like, it, let's, when the production is actually rolling, I'll believe it. But until then, I think this is something that's just probably going to fall through. Um, I mean, we got Terry Crews. Oh, is he really on? I don't see him not doing it. He's been a part of the franchise for so long. Oh, okay. I thought he was like actually on the film. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, I guess. Um, sure. So like, I also think that with his filmography, I can't see F. Gary Gray doing like the dumb shit in like Saints 3 on. Like, that's what I think would be more interesting, like as a film. But I mean, if you look at his filmography, I mean, he's done Straight Outta Compton. He's done Fate of the Furious. He's done. Uh, he just did. He's um, releasing Men in Black, the new one this year. Um, he did Law Abiding Citizen. Like, he's done mostly straight laced movies. The Italian Job. The only comedy he he's done is like Be Cool and Friday. And Men so, in Black, I would say. That's well, comedy tendencies. Yeah, sure. I, we haven't seen the new one yet, but yeah, I would imagine that's going to be comedic in some sense. Um, but those those are all like fairly grounded comedies, like Friday, um, like Be Cool. Like those are all those aren't super wacky. I mean, Friday kind of is, but not on like the Saints three and four. Like those aren't. Like, Saints 3 and 4 is, like, insane. <laughs> I was um, playing Saints 4 today, actually. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I have zero idea what the hell is going on with that. So, we'll see. We'll see. It's one of those things I feel like would have been better had they planned this out ahead of time. And when, like, Saints were on, like, their wave, it would have made more sense. Like, they have shoes, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I should yeah. still have them in my closet. But, like, that that would have been a good time. I'm just kind of curious to see how they're going to handle that now, too. Mm. All right, and talking about video game movies that are actually seeing the light of day. I'm going to go take a break. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the trailer trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, dropped this week. And to to, many, to everyone's, you know, surprise, like, it's... Dismay. It looks hor- yeah, dismay. It's, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, did honestly, did anyone expect uh, anything else? Uh, yes. Did Did you really? I expected better character design, at least. Mm, I don't know, man. Sonic's an icon because of his character design. As As soon as I saw those legs, I was like, no. Yeah, who like, did they Who did they hire? They need I don't to be know. Fired. Wait, it's just all bad. I saw Jim Carrey. I saw James Marsden. I was just like, "What the hell is but going Jim on?" Jim Carrey's always funny. He, it's Jim, not the it's not Jim the Carrey, 90s anymore though. Yeah, he's playing himself in this movie. It's That's Ace Ventura. I love uh, it. But yeah, I mean, I loved it like in the nineties. I'm not saying Jim Carrey's bad. I, I like Jim. Carrey. The last good thing I saw him in was I didn't like the movie itself, but I liked him in Kick Ass too. Um. He was really good there because he was playing very much not his type. Um, yeah. But I mean, I I see what you're saying, James. Like I I get it. Like that makes sense. But I I did not laugh at one thing in this trailer, like from him or a, really anything. I just kind of cringed. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like the the thing to talk about is just like the the fan edits that we've seen like hours after the trailer dropped. Yeah. Did is... you see the one I sent Roddy? Did you see it? Oh yes, I did. I did see that. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, like it, it just it just makes me scratch my head. Like if if fans are able to do these edits like within hours, like who who's running this? Like why why isn't anyone like saying, hey guys, I don't think this looks right? Like I I'm, they, I'm, they, they did, and nobody cares. It's like we got the rights to it. We're gonna make the movie regardless. I don't even think it's impossible to do something like this. I just don't know if this is the right avenue. Like they wanted to make a live action. I mean, it's it's there's damn gangsters paradise like playing in the trailer. Like I feel like everything about that trailer, everything about this movie is wrong. Like <laughs> like like you said, like they they're playing gangsters paradise. Sonic doesn't look like Sonic. Like it, I've seen I've seen um what should I call it? That look better. Like I've seen like deviant art Sonics that look better than this. It's. It's like I don't know. Number one, I don't know why this is live action. Well, I, I know why, but it shouldn't be. Like it's live action because they think that it's going to make more money that way because it's it's easier to get people in, in the door. Um, if if like it's more quote unquote relatable, and he comes from a Sonic is like an out uh, an extraterrestrial. It's going to follow like the humans, kind of like what Transformers does in their movies. And those are I don't know how you guys feel. I hate I fucking hate those movies. Um, but. <laughs> But uh, it's like it's it's like they 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 have to have have the other like Sonic's got to be the other and that really frustrates me. I think that they could you can make a a decent Sonic movie. I think like especially especially if it's all animated and it's taking place like in his world. I think that that wouldn't be that bad. You know, like you look at something like Detective Pikachu. They're doing it right. Like that movie should have been what Sonic is. But it's not. Like, it actually looks kind of fun. I was going to say, I love how on Reddit people are saying that Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog is the, is the launch of the Smash Brothers cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just look at Detective Pikachu and that looks worlds better than this does. Because it looks like someone – it looks like someone who actually gave a shit about the, the property is mm-hmm. doing the movie. Yeah. Like it's it's clear to me that the people who are making Detective Pikachu know Pokemon, they know the fandom, and like they they're respecting both. Like, and they're making something that actually looks kind of okay. Like that is like I would that is a film that I would probably see. Like Sonic is, I, I don't know what Sonic is. I don't know what they're even attempting to do. Some people are saying that like it's a intentional parody on '90s. I don't think that this film is that self-aware. Perry does would be funny. <laughs> right. Okay. Exactly. Um and, and, and I'm I'm a Sonic well, I was a Sonic fan. Like at a certain like when I was younger, I was a Sonic fan. I love Sonic Mania. That game is great. Mm-hmm. Like that game is great. Um and you can you can still make good Sonic games today. It's not impossible. And I think a Sonic movie you can do, just not like this. Not like this. Never like this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so um, last bit of news, and I'm actually going to pass this off to James because he has a bulk of the information for it, but got some Borderlands 3 gameplay dropped this week. Today, actually, at the time of this recording, um, there was a huge gameplay press event going on. Um, a lot of different news articles, outlets, and creators have been posting videos all day of um, Borderlands 3 gameplay. And just a couple of things I want to pop over just to see what uh what's been going on in that universe since we last saw it. Um, so you now have a spaceship 
which is Sanctuary. So the main hub city from the last, previous games is now gone. You have a ship. Um, it's customizable, from what I've been told. Uh, and your room varies depending on which character you play. So they're going really heavy on just more ways to customize the experience and make Borderlands 3 your own, which is really cool. Um, they showed off two classes. The Assassin, his name was um, Zane, I believe. He looks like a, he looks pretty fun. Um, he's the first character in the uh, history of the franchise. You can actually use two of your um, special moves at once. You can have um, let's see, you can have either a a projection shield. You can do a decoy, which will fire at enemies for you. Can actually do damage, and you can teleport to switch positions with him. So that could be some fun kind of trickery gameplay you got going on there. And what was the last thing that he has? Oh my god, I'm blanking. Somebody say something. Help me feel better. Uh, I mean, uh, bits and pieces. <laughs> bits and pieces that I've seen. Like I, um, like uh, I think the the siren is like a melee class now. Right. The siren's mm. a melee class now, so she gets like this Osiris wrath almost kind of um arms deal going on. Shoots different types of uh energy projectiles and that sort of thing between like slack and electricity and fire so you get all those classic siren traits just in a melee in your face form i'm not really hip on my borderlands lore but is this does this have like does this take place like way after one and two is it a prequel like what is it um, i have not heard exactly where this takes place but characters from both games are showing up in this one um the old sirens are here um, Ellie's Both of them. Here. Yeah, Hamelock's here. Pretty much everybody that you love from Borderlands, the characters, they haven't gotten rid of. Okay. Claptrap's here, doing all that claptrappiness. Mm-hmm. Um, they also changed up how the loot works in this game, which makes things a bit more interesting. They're trying to make it more friendly mm-hmm. for the whole co-op thing. Um, they call it loot instancing, which means like uh, each player gets effectively different gear, different level-appropriated loot. As they play together. So if I'm level 15 and you're level 10, I'm getting 15 drops all the time. You can still get your level 10s and don't have to worry about me taking your uh, your gear from you or leaving you behind. And that's good. That's a that's a staple in loot games now. Like we don't need to fight over loot anymore. That's, right. that's, that's like that's the 90s, early 2000s. We don't do that here. But if for some reason you do like that, there is an option to keep that back on in your games. So if you like your classic Borderlands style, that is still here. No problem. Um, Brandy Pitchford thankfully came out and let us know that uh, Borderlands would not have microtransactions or any of that nonsense, which is a literal quote, any of that nonsense. So mm. I'm sure there will be DLC down the way like you typically do, but, um, it seems like you're going to be getting a full complete game, which is rare in 2019. Uh, yeah. so, so hopefully they don't go back on the word there and, uh, try to pull the wool over our eyes because a lot of us have, uh, are getting kind of privy to the BS, guys. Yeah, well, I think yeah. Randy Pitcher is kind of on thin ice right now, so I it would be best if they did not lie about that. So, but um, long story short, Borderlands Three is back. More over the top guns, more over the top comedy, more over the top characters. Um, just before that wild time out in the Borderlands, it's coming soon. I think September is the release month. Yep, September. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Don't have a date quite yet, but yeah, Gearbox Three is coming out and it looks good. Gameplay wise, the loop looks the same. Doesn't look like they changed too much, which is which is fine. They just kind of refine things a little bit. 
Yeah. Mm. And September is a good time too. I guess that's a solid time to release a game for the holiday season. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the that's the news for this week. Um anything that we missed out, uh like we've said before, our main hub right now is on Facebook, so facebook.com uh slash should I play that? And let's start some conversations. If you want to talk about anything that we talked about during this episode, you know, Persona Five Switch, Saints Row movie, Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or Borderlands Three, uh definitely let us know. Let's talk about it. Or anything you missed even, let us know. If yeah. you want to talk about Sonic, uh, let's not. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. You no, don't lie to the people. Man. It's <laughs> fine. Let them know. We don't need that. We don't. We don't need Sonic. All right. We're gonna talk so, about, last, um, so last up, we talk about episode. Epic Games and how it seems like they're searching for the Infinity Stones right now. They're trying to snatch up as many, you know, properties as they can. They've opened up their own digital store like they've they've got them they've, they've got some things going for them and, they, and let's not forget about the one infinity stone that they've you know had this whole time which was the unreal engine so um i guess we could start off with a bit of news that uh the rocket league developer they were um was psionics psionics yeah. yeah they they were uh they were acquired by epic games it's pretty big um yeah so if you don't know, Rocket League is like a, uh, I don't know, it's like a, a cart slash soccer slash esports game that's been out for a couple of years and it's been insanely popular. Like I'd say Rocket League is basically on like every system. Yeah, basically. And, and it's cross-platform. For now. Because hmm. yeah. um, if you want to get it on Steam... I would I would do so quickly because once it goes on the Epic and they sign over those rights, they're pulling the game down from Steam. Apparently, if you own it on the Steam console, you'll still will get your um your updates as they make them, which is nice. But again, all that stuff's changed. I'm sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't take the chances. So here's the question: like the stuff that you've bought already, does that carry over to the Epic version of the game? Oh, do you still play it on the Steam version if you own it. I mean, but if you bought it on Epic, probably since everything's cross-platform now, right? Right. Right. So so you don't have to worry about losing out on any like your DLC or anything like that. Unless it's like console exclusive, I don't think I don't see why. Hmm. But what do you guys so anyways, what do you guys think about uh for one, you know, Epic buying out Psionics and then two, just pretty much like the moves they've been making in the industry lately? I mean, for me personally, I mean the, the my immediate reaction to that is my my immediate reaction to any sort of acquisition is always met with like some sort of apprehension some sort of like you know oh no what's happening like like something like that um but i will say this um i don't really feel one way or the other about the epic store at the moment uh I, you know it's it's clear that their epic is trying to I don't want to say upend because that is pretty ambitious even for them, but I mean they're trying to disrupt the uh, the market share for PC right now uh, against Steam, and I mean right now they've got two of some of the heaviest hitters that you can have in Fortnite and um, I'm sorry um, Rocket League, and 
what they're doing is I don't think on its face a great thing, but we also know that Psyonix has turned down other publishers before, like other big name publishers who have come to them with these kind of deals and contracts and been like, you know, hey, let's, you know, yeah, come under our umbrella, you know, or whatever. And they've been public about saying that. Um, but for the longest time, for how many years has Rocket League been out? Like three years or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, they've they've continued to kind of work in the background and just deliver such a kick-ass experience to all of their users. Something I think that people aren't focusing on right now is the is that fact, and I think that they're going to start really funneling a bunch of their money to do um, to do their esports, so to make it into something that it maybe resemble the Overwatch League, which um, to me is one of the biggest kind of esports around, maybe outside of like Dota and League of Legends. Like the Overwatch League is is giant, and or it's becoming giant. Um, I think they're gonna do. They're gonna focus on esports and and whatever quote unquote community outreach means. I'm not sure what that entails yet, but I guarantee it's it's gonna revolve around um, around that. Possibly making it free to play. Potentially, I could see that happening. Um, I don't see a reason why not. They make so much money on microtransactions that. It, it's not hard to see that that is a viable solution for them. So yeah, I mean that's kind of how they did it when the game first launched. Yeah, because if you remember, it was free on PlayStation Plus on launch day, and that's the only reason I picked it up. Right, exactly. And, and it was a great, great hook. Yeah, I bought pretty much all the DLC afterwards. So yeah, it could work. Yeah, it, it was a great hook. I, that's how a lot of people, at least on PlayStation that I know, got into the game. So. Yeah, man, I, I I think that's where it's going, and I think it might really be a wait and see. Um, even if my initial knee jerk reaction was, "Oh shit, that's not like super great," because you never like hearing about acquisitions, but it is nice that the team is staying together and they were very transparent about that. Um, that was my immediate concern was that like, "Oh no, they're gonna just fire a bunch of people." Um, but as we were just discussing off air, like it just comes at the, the same time in the same week. That a big story about Epic Crunch uh, for the Fortnite dev uh, developers kind of got released. So, yeah, uh, not great optics on that, but we'll have to just wait and see uh, what what shakes out there. Yeah, um, I mean, all the stuff is like you said. It's, uh, it's. I mean, it's it's never a great thing, but I feel like with Epic, like I'm sort of I'm sort of rooting for them. Like, I, I sort of like what they're doing with the Epic Store. I like how they're giving more back to the uh, developers and publishers. Publisher. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, they. I mean, it's it's good that they're shaking up the marketplace. It's good that they're challenging Steam. Um, and they're doing it at such a rate that, like, Steam is taking notice at this point. Like, Valve has to... I feel like they, they're at this point, they're going to start making changes. Mm. Or at least they have to. They're gonna have to give us something that's gonna draw people back to Steam, because right now being able to buy up all the exclusives, things like Borderlands Three, and now taking Rocket League from Steam, and just like small stuff like that, it's gonna make them have to like give us something, give them a reason to come back. Or maybe we'll finally get Half Life Three. <laughs> Force their hands into making it. I, I mean, that's not that's not a big enough reason for me to like care about Steam. Not for you. 
but there's enough people out there. Yeah, I, I guarantee if they announced that like tomorrow, I would probably go buy another PC. Like I, like I, I that is such a big game for them. I could see that moving the units. Like that, that's. I don't think that that's a small deal. That might be like the biggest game they could release. The next Left 4 Dead or the yeah. next like yeah. Half Life or. Yeah, like if we, they were to say that tomorrow, like it's out, like oh man, stealth release, like that would be utter madness. Um, I, I am curious, like when you say Chris, that like you're you're rooting for the Epic Game Store, what is driving you? It is not a trap. It's not a trap question. I promise. But like I'm genuinely curious, like what is driving you to to root for them? Like is it just because they're disrupting? The, the the standard practice and forcing Steam's hand or like yeah what, definitely what that like this just that we just said and then also like I just like with us talking about it I just remembered hey today's the last day that Transistor is gonna be free on the Epic Game Store let me go ahead and claim it so it's stuff like that that they're doing to sort of like get people to you know play games that they typically wouldn't have played before or um like this, it's, there's certain things that they're doing to get people to jump onto their platform. So, um, I don't know. Like, I, and, I like and, the change. And and that's just it, right? Like, they're getting people to jump on their platform. When you're not the market leader, you can take bigger risks like that. Like, I wonder yeah. if I, I wonder if like in a year or two, depending on the growth, like, are they still going to be doing that? Like, once they've got a sufficient amount of people to where they're satisfied, like, are they still going to be this generous? Like. I, I don't know. That's don't, that's something I think about. I don't know if they can afford it. To be completely honest, like I understand Fortnite is making buku dollars, but to sign all the deals that they're signing, and then of course the financial strain that comes with starting up a marketplace, like they're probably uh, taking a nice chunk of like monetary loss right now. And I mean, they, they at the license. same time, they, at the same time, they still have the Unreal Engine. They I was still just get, about make, to say, yeah, that. they still make yeah, a bunch of like money they, off of that. They, yeah, they're they're make they're probably fine just because they licensed that that out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's probably. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying too. Um, I think there's the validity to that, but yeah, I mean they they've got a pretty large pool, probably billions of dollars cycling in, um, just off the engine alone. Um, and then making this leap on the storefront is like. And there, and there are a lot of people who are arguing against it because like Steam is what they know, like they're just they're comfortable with it, and it's got an ecosystem. And I understand that Epic Game Store does not play well um, with others at the moment, um, and they've got exclusivity deals that really piss people off. Um, and I think again they're doing that because they want to get more people on their storefront. Um, Borderlands Three, we just talked about that. That's uh, Epic exclusive for six months or something, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, that's a big deal. That's not insignificant. Um. And that's something that again pisses people off. And and I'm not sure if like, you know, and it's it's a disruption. It's it's something that you once that game releases, we'll see what the numbers are like. Um. World War Z. Uh. They were just touting that. Um. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I was is that game exclusive to Epic Game Stores? I thought it was. I heard it was. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so they were touting the sales figures being like a quarter of a million on Epic Store, Epic Game Stores in like 24 hours or something like that. So, like, this is something that they're really trying to take seriously here, and I'm very curious how that shakes out for them. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like this is, once again, one of those developing stories. We'll definitely see 
them disrupt even more in the future. So, uh, and also we'll see what, uh, what's Valve and what Steam, what they're going to do. Yeah. So I, I do th- find your analogy of Infinity Stones very interesting. Like if you don't know, Infinity Stones are what Thanos uses for spoilers for Avengers Endgame, but he uses the stones to devastate the universe at some point. Um, and I, when you say that, like they're like to me, that represents a negative connotation. I'm not sure if that's how you intended it to be, but it makes it seem like they're doing it maliciously. Um, is, I mean, is that and, how you mean it? And and it's sort of like how like it's all about how you look at it. Like look at how like you were saying that some people were pissed about how they now have to download a new store to download their games and buy their games. So for some people, I'm sure it's a you know it's a negative. For me, I guess I'm Team Epic slash Team Thanos. Tan- uh, hashtag Thanos is right. Um, <laughs> listen, I I don't know. I just I like I like the shakeup. I'm all for. It. You just you just you're just like the Joker. You just want to stir shit up. Watch the world burn. Watch the world burn. Mm. But with no. that, that's another week. That's episode ten of Should I Play That. Uh, we're gonna roll out the red carpet, James. Thank you for joining with us, uh, joining us this week. Anything you want to shout out? Um, shout out you guys. First of all, um, shout out the listeners number two. Uh, shout out mom, I love you. And <laughs> yeah, man, this is awesome. I'm glad to see everybody back when we're doing this again. So yeah, man, uh, keep playing. Have we given recommendations on what you should play this week? Have we done that? No, uh, but please, please yeah, give please. some. Hey, give oh. Some Alright, um, if you're into fighting games, Mortal Kombat 11. Can't recommend it enough. The game's awesome. Um, if you want something action-y, side-scroller, Katana Zero, definitely fun. Small little portable game you can check out, take with you on the go. And that's on Switch, PC, and Mac. Um, let me see, what else would you want to play this week? Sekiro, if you're into yeah, those type of things. You yeah, if you, if, you, yeah. if you want a little stress in your life, but like, <laughs> the, the good kind of stress. Mm, no, that. Yeah, you know, it's like when you when you're like crunching to get that exam or that um that paper done at the last minute and you, you pull it off that that satisfaction of like yes. <laughs> do Sekiro tomorrow. Do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I will always recommend playing Spider Man on PS4. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah, I know why. It's Spider Man. Yeah, play that. Yeah. You should. Sure. You should always play that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. All right, Rod. Yeah, thank you, James, for coming on again, actually. Uh, if you have not listened to our Avengers Endgame review, that was very fun, a very great episode. James was on that as well. Hey. Uh, he is a very, very amazing and, and, and uh, insightful individual, so check him out with us on that review as well. So thank you, James. You're always, always awesome, dude. Very, very special guest. Um, and also thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, do your due diligence. Go play some Phoenix Wright. Go buy it. It's very cheap. It's very good. Um, and also, yeah, man, ten episodes, ten weeks in a row of doing this, like that is insane. Uh, we've been doing this like for a long time. James was there as well. Like we, we had the three of us have done this for a really long time, and like to see this go ten episodes, like I really can't articulate like how awesome that is um this is i've i don't think we've been this consistent we've always had to like 
push stuff off, like, you know, miss a week or something like that. But we have not missed any weeks. We've gone very late. We've recorded very late before. Um, I've sat in this one position for, like, literally an hour and a half or however long we've been recording because of tech issues at the moment. Like, I... We are putting everything into the show, and we're we're really enjoying it. So thank you to everybody who's reached out to us personally about the show, um, giving us feedback to all our guests so far. Thank you. Ten episodes in the bag. Here's ten more. Yep. Yo, so shout out to our top fans on Facebook. So uh, if you don't know, whenever you're on your whenever you're on like a Facebook group page or whatever. You know, people that interact the most, people that show for the streams, they get that little simple. They get the little top fans. So if you want to, you know, you want a little no- novelty right there, go ahead and, you know, comment, you know, like, share. Like, all of that goes a long way, helps us out, especially with the streams, especially with the podcasts. Um, share share our podcast uh, links. Like, we, you know, we, we want some more, we want more people listening to this. So uh, definitely share that on Facebook. Share it on Instagram when you see it. Um, tweet shout it out, out. Tweet it out. Uh, shout out to you know a boy from Sasquatch Gaming said the second uh, we haven't streamed in a minute but um, as of this recording we should have streamed last night hopefully uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll stream of course like over the weekends and we're just trying to figure out when's the right time to stream and trying to get a consistent schedule so please bear with us with that we're trying to still figure things out yeah I mean the streams have been very successful like those they've been successful <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and it seems like you guys really like playing smash brothers so we're gonna stay consistent <laughs> with that yeah. um so you know that's another week you know you know how i love ending these things off guys drink more water moisturize your ankles take your vitamins eat your greens don't sweat the small stuff read more especially if you disagree with it keep keep people around you that'll tell you the truth like those are the real people those are the ones that will like they won't let you down be humble and curious. Commit to things regularly, and uh, commit to things that you know. You know, talking about ten episodes in, like committing to something that you really care for, like it goes a long way, and you just feel you just feel like the rewards from it. It feels nice. It feels good. And last but not least, guys, stay beastly. Have a great week. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>